Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, two days before Thanksgiving. I'll tell you right now, if you're in one of those paper assets, we can't wait for Thursday. The bloodbath continuing. Uh, the Dow down 400 points yesterday, down 400 more points today. Uh, it's still early. We could go either way. I, I Unfortunately, we had a lot of retailers report. I'll bring you all up to speed. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO, Patriot Trading Group, 800-951-0592, the alternative to paper assets. Something that has been money for thousands of years. You know, one of those things that doesn't go to zero. You know, when you start thinking about what that means, you know, think about companies like Sears, some companies like J.C. Penney's, companies like, now can you imagine, General Electric, all with real possibilities of going, you guessed it, exactly to zero. Uh, it's sure starting to make a lot of sense. The website at allamericangold.com, and, and I don't even know where to begin. Uh, like I said, Thursday can't get here fast enough. Hopefully that'll at least stop some of the bleeding for right now. Uh, but, you know, we talk a lot about, about a lot of different things here. We had a customer call in a few days ago. I actually think I talked about this before. And, and remember, uh, and we talk about the Ponzi scheme, right? You know, because that's what fiat money really is, right? It's a Ponzi scheme. And as long as you have more money coming in than you have going out, things seem to work okay, at least for a while. This is why you see the paper assets struggling so mightily. We created all of this money. And I say we. The central banks created all of this money, and, and we had, what, mispricing of debt. And we had, you know, we've had this since 1971, what, five, six, seven times? I mean, we've seen boom, bust, boom, bust, boom, bust. We see it all the time. And every solution to every boom, bust, boom, bust is let's print more money. And now the amount of money that they have to print, it's gotten, it's ridiculous. It really is when you think about it. And one of the patterns, that nobody talks about. Well, I talk about it. This is why people listen here. Because I actually talk about things that nobody wants you to know about. Is they've been trying, and very successfully I may point out, of getting more and more of the money into the system. See, they don't like you to have a store of value. One of the ways they keep people from hoarding cash at their house, right, is by devaluation, right, they call it inflation. Could you imagine if you had had $10,000 in, sitting in your safe? I mean, even if you go back to just 2000 how little that's worth today? My guess would be I mean, gas was like a dollar. I don't know what's going on with gas here either. Still two eighty five here. 
But think about the how much everything costs now compared to then. The average home, uh, and I I tell that story all the time because I bought a home in two thousand. It was one hundred thirty grand. Now three hundred thirty grand. Right, that's how little it's worth. Versus having that put into gold. Now I'm being a little. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but I'm picking a really good time, right? Because two thousand gold was real cheap. Right, you obviously would be far better off had you had it in hard assets. And one of the things that they've done is they've started this assault on cash. Right, and you think about it, this has been going on now for at least 10 years, and actually really go all the way back to 9-11. That's really when it started. How does 9-11 have anything to do with cash is beyond me. But this war on cash, we now have companies, you know, and we know you, listen, you can't pay your credit card cash. You can't go into your bank and give them, hey, I'd like to pay my visa bill today. They won't take it. Now businesses, and I'm not talking about the ones we don't accept anything but electronic, I'm not talking about those. Verizon. You go into your Verizon store, and you want to be a good consumer, and you want to pay your bill. Right, hey, a price of a stamp now is going to be 55 cents. So you're like, hey, you know what, uh, I got to go to the grocery store anyway, the Verizon store is right next door, I'll save 55 cents. I know that it's not a lot, but you know, if you got to... You know, if you did that ten times, you could almost buy a Big Mac. <laughs> but now if you go into Verizon and you want to pay your bill in cash, you will now be charged a $1 fee for the inconvenience of you paying your bill in cash. Yes, see? Paying your bill the way we don't want you to pay it is horribly inconvenient. I guess you're better off bailing the stamp. The war continues. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, you think about it. You know, this is what they told us was was good for all debts, right? You use this paper with ink on it, and it was supposed to be an exchange for debt, and that's how you paid the bill. And now, more and more, what are we finding out? Nah, nah, can't use that. Can't pay your mortgage with cash. Can't pay your credit card with cash. You know what? I did. I have to see. I don't think we can. But I'm going to have my wife check it out. See if she we can pay our car payment in cash. I don't think we can. But I'm going to find out. I don't want to say it for sure without knowing. But I'm I'm positive they won't take it. Now we're having the quote unquote inconvenience fee being added to your bill. And you think about the inconvenience 
fee for businesses. Right? And I share with you. Right? They talk about how we're, we're deregulating. Understand what that means. They're giving the rip-off artists, and I'm talking about the bankers. They're giving them breaks. Hey, I know that you rip everybody off. But you know what? We're going to make life a little easier for you today. And I know we bailed you out. But you know what? We got a little too aggressive. You hear all that nonsense. Here's the reality. There shouldn't be any regulation. That's how I feel. But then again, if you go under, you're out. If you steal people's money, you go to jail. simple but we don't do it that way and then we wonder why all of these things happen when you think about what they told us remember what they told us well you know it's the evil doers because we know that the people that that pay in cash are money launderers drug dealers or terrorists but so far, I'll be honest with you. I haven't run across any of those. As far as I know. Now, now it could be wrong. I'm not, you know, my wife will tell you that I can be one of the least observant people. And, and I say that with things that I don't care about. Because <laughs> right? usually I got so much stuff going on in my head, I can't pay attention to what's happening right in front of my face. But as far as I know, I don't know any drug dealers. As far as I know, I don't know any. <laughs> Wendy says that we do. I don't know. I don't know any money launderers. Right? Well, she agree. Wendy agrees with that one. We don't. I, I don't know any. I don't know any terrorists. And I've actually asked a couple of customers. I don't. I, I don't know any. But yet, I've got to fill out packets of stuff. I've got to have policies and procedures and all of this stuff in place for anti-money laundering. Right? And this is the reason that they want to do away with cash. Now, remember about the Ponzi scheme. Remember, what they really want is everything in. So that way, when you take a bite, everybody's got to. And somehow it's better that way. The only way for you to avoid a bite of that sandwich, and let me tell you, it's a poo sandwich for lack because it's a family show. Poo. The only way for you to avoid taking the whole bite is by having something that's real. Right? Gold, silver, land. Right, and land, you know, right, you're obviously subject to land price, but you got to have real things. But I wanted to call out this deal, because here it is again. The Department of Justice is now looking into Goldman Sachs, amongst other banks. Remember, Goldman Sachs got to become a bank so they could get bailed out. Don't forget about that. In their role in facilitating a $4.5 billion fraud. <laughs> We've been in business for 23 years. 
If we took all the sales for the entire 23 years we've been in business, <laughs> right, we don't even get to like $100 million. Right? Now, I've got to go, you know, jump through all of these hoops because Goldman Sachs and Deutsche Bank and J.P. Morgan and B of A want to be money launderers. $4.5 billion, uh, according to the uh, the latest, there was a mystery bank executive that attended a 2009 meeting with the Malaysian Prime Minister. So this is after the crash, after they said we're crashing down. The Patriot Act went into effect, what, seven, six, seven years earlier than that? And here these banks are meeting in Malaysia to secure a deal that, that allowed for the banks to participate in a money laundering scheme. They said that the Malaysian finance minister demanded that the Department of Justice force Goldman Sachs to return $600 million in fees that it collected on three bond offerings that Goldman Sachs had written. <laughs> Don't worry. Right? We just ripped off the Malaysian people. You know, of course we don't now, too, right? They ripped us all off. And and all of these bad actors, right, they continue right on. Right? And I tell you all the time, Wells Fargo's not the only one. And these are the ones, and they, these are the people that are getting protected. And, and they're talking about... Uh, all of these different schemes that involved all of these is Deutsche Bank now the latest they're involved in a huge scandal uh, with with uh, I forget what the bank is some uh, former Soviet Union Eastern Bloc bank uh, with massive money laundering and all of those things and yet they're worried about this mom and pop operation here in Phoenix Arizona. And, and this is really, when you think about it, at the heart of the issue, they are desperate to get all the money in. There's a reason they don't want cash out there. There's a reason why they frown upon anybody accepting it. You know, you think about third-party checks, those are gone. Right? Gone. Can't do it. Anything over $10,000 in cash, you think about it, $10,000, isn't that much? You know, and, and I say that, I mean, obviously, ten grand's a lot of money. And and, and, and I don't mean to, to, to make it sound like it isn't. But you don't even get eight $20 gold pieces for ten grand. <laughs> think about that. Right, what used to be, you get about seven twenties and a ten. 
what used to be a hundred and fifty a hundred and fifty dollars is now ten thousand. And if you want to pay in cash, because you know what, hey, I just it's none of your business. Just for that reason, I live in America. It's supposed to be the land of the free. Home of the brave. Right? The ability to pursue happiness. And I would like to buy things and not have people know about it. Right? I don't want my bank to know about it. Why should they know? They're they're criminals. Sorry. I'd like to say that I'm waiting for the first bank to stand up and say, you know what? We didn't have any complaints this month. I'm waiting for that. Every major financial institution was either LIBOR rigging, this rigging, that rigging, right? Every one of them. And you're sitting there and you're thinking about these things. At least I do. And, and I'm wondering, do people even know what's happening? Right, because they like to use words. First, they, they do the evil, right? The money launderer, the drug dealer, the terrorist. And then they do the convenient, right? Remember Verizon. Well, thank you for paying your bill. But that'll be $1 for the inconvenient. Now, I go back to, and just think about this. Remember when you first, they started using ATM? And first you could go to any ATM, it didn't cost you nothing. Then they started charging you a buck if you used the rival's ATM. And then, of course, right, right, well, I don't even know what it is now, like five dollars? Because you get a fee from your bank, and then you get a fee from the other bank. It's like five bucks. So we're just starting out at the dollar for the inconvenient. Right? And this is how they phrase it. Cash is evil. Cash is inconvenient. And we want to... We want to... Uh, we want to make sure that that you know what it's safe. And you think about this: how much, how many people have had their stuff hacked? Everybody that's listening, right? If you've ever been online, right? We get our stuff hacked all the time. It's probably the least private way of doing anything. And so we've given up our freedom. So what, these evil doers? Because that's what they are. They're not law-abiding, right? They're, they're about how much money can I make? We'll rip off Malaysia if we have to. We don't care. And you sit there and you start thinking about all of the things that we're really giving up here. And you have to understand why. And the answer is very simple. Because now the debts are so big. And they're going to get so much larger. 
that we're in we're in trouble here. I'll, I'll bring up another point, and, and this kind of believe me, I don't know if I'll tie it all together today, but in my mind, very very clear. And I tell you, all the people you should listen to. One of the guys I tell you is the head of Bridgewater, Ray Dalio. Right? This is a guy that where this is where the billionaires put their money. And he gave another in, uh, interview talking about the dollar's reserve status and how we are now in jeopardy. And again, remember, I've been telling you about this. It's slow doesn't happen overnight but make no mistake about it it's happening and how he said effectively the dollar will lose 30% of its value on day one well I, can't, I don't know if he can do with the they'll stop it and you know do all that stuff but I'm going to explain it to you when we return and why they want all of the dollars in the system Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Executives of companies typically reap far greater compensation than directors of companies, so it may not be long before the social planners demand that at least one woman be among the highest paid executives of every company. If a recently enacted California law is constitutional in requiring one woman on each public corporate board, then it would also be constitutional to mandate highly compensated women too. Quotas are something that other, less successful economies use in places as far afield as Norway and India. In 2008, Norway required public companies to reserve 40% of their boards for women upon threat of dissolution. Yet a decade later, there is no evidence that Norway's law has yielded any benefits. It failed to increase the number of women working in the companies, and it has not boosted the number of female CEOs there either. The invisible hand that has guided our country to the greatest prosperity in world history requires that there not be any impediments imposed to limit opportunity. Quotas have been rejected by virtually every elected national politician in the United States, including Democrats. That the California legislature has become shockingly aggressive in defying national standards upon which our country thrives is no surprise. Not all feminists are pleased by California's new gender quota for corporate boards. After all, no one can argue both for the California law and the ERA, for example. This law would not be constitutional if the Equal Rights Amendment had been ratified as the feminists wanted. The ERA prohibits any law making any distinctions based on gender. Liberals come up with too many social justice ideas to even keep them straight. In California, any man can consider himself to be a woman and require acceptance as such. Olympic champion Bruce Jenner, a California who has declared himself to be a woman named Caitlin, will be in hot demand by companies seeking to comply with this new one-woman-on-a-corporate-board law. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Uh, Ray Dalio was, was giving an interview yesterday. And he was talking about the dollar, talking about money, talked about leaving the gold standard in 1971. See, now here's the reason why I like guys like this. He's been around that long. He was actually a clerk on the New York Stock Exchange on that day. And talking about how he is, and he's been, he's been out there all year about this thesis that it's 1937 again. See, we had two very similar events, right? The Great Depression and the financial crisis same thing, really. I mean, you can say, oh, they're apples and they're oranges, and by the way, don't be fooled by these talking heads that tell you how, oh, well, the corporate bond situation, it's different today. It's not. And what I mean by that is they have a huge amount of debt, a massive amounts of debt. And you can say it's good debt or bad debt, but here's the reality the debt is only good as long as somebody pays. The second they stop paying, it really doesn't matter, does it? But talking about how in 1937, after they had quote-unquote fixed it, the central bank began raising rates. And in actuality, they really didn't fix anything. And, of course, we were actually going right back into the Depression. And it gets lost in history because World War II broke out. But there was other things that he talked about. You know, first of all, the, the late cycle dynamic that we have today, very similar to there. Talked about equity prices topping out which it sure looks like we've gotten there, don't we? Doesn't it? it feels that way. Remember all summer long, and I've been telling you, classic signs of the top, right? All these sky-high consumer confidences and, and all that, right? The low, low unemployment, all that, all classic top signs. And that the Federal Reserve was tightening policy and that populist politicians were gaining power and influence. So very similar, right? You can't deny the similarity. But he went on. And and he actually, and I did not know this, and I apologize if I missed it. Apparently in September, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, now probably why I missed it, because I don't really care for him. I think he's a, he's a misleader. He's a, what do they call He's a puffery-type guy. 
And then Dalio supported it in this interview yesterday. The U.S. dollar's days as the dominant global reserve currency are numbered. I'm going to let you think about that for a second. Let it sink in. The U.S. dollar's day as the dominant global reserve currency are numbered. He explained that the widening U.S. deficit will alienate foreign buyers. We've already started to see it. It's not that big right now, but it's getting bigger. I'm going to tell you right now, the the debt this year, that's nothing. Right? You know, 2019, we're going to have the little numbers going to be a trillion. That is nothing. Listen, I'm really, I'm pretty good at math. I was going to say I'm really good at math, but my 16-year, well, not even 16 yet, my 15-year-old son would beg to differ. Now, he's really good at math. But I'm, I, I know how to add. I can add real good. The debts are, I'm, I'm, I'm understating $40 trillion in less than 10 years. I'm understating it. It's going to be more. I just, I just can't get my head around it. So Dalio says our days are numbered. Says that we're going to alienate foreign buyers of treasuries. It's going to send yields soaring higher while causing the dollar to depreciate by as much as 30%. Now I want you to understand, we, we, we always believe that higher rates, higher dollar. Right? Higher rates, higher dollar. Lower rates, lower dollar. Right? That's how their little economic theories in little textbooks, that's how they work. See, well, well, you you can't have it any other way. I read it in the textbook. It said higher rates means higher dollar, lower rates means lower dollar. It's right there. Life doesn't work that way. What, What Dalio is trying to tell you is we're very close, and we're already started. And I always say that we're only in one of this debt bomb. Where rates are going to go up. Kind of look at it this way. Here's a great example. Sears. Okay, we all know the trouble with Sears and Kmart. They needed to get a loan just to stay open through Christmas. They had to pay 12% interest on this note. Now, nobody would argue that Sears got stronger because of it, right? And this is the same thing that Dalio is trying to say is, hey, we're getting weaker and weaker and weaker, and eventually foreigners are going to be alienated, and then you've got to start what? Like Chicago. Chicago can't borrow money the way... uh, a better run city can. Illinois can't borrow money like a better run state can. And Dalio saying the United States isn't going to be either. 30% 
decline in the dollar. That essentially put the dollar at new all-time lows. Now, remember, the dollar got near near 70 when gold hit 1900. I think when the, the dollar gets back to 70, gold's going to be much higher than that because really, unfortunately, 60 and 50 and 40, and then eventually, what, a new currency takes over. They said that uh, they reviewed Dalio's remarks, and the hedge fund billionaire said the loss of the the dollar's reserve status will be America's worst nightmare. I'm going to tell you what he said was going to come out of that when we return. 800-951-0592. Uh, Dow's down big again. Uh, gold's doing nothing. As a matter of fact, gold's $1,224, down a dollar, uh, basically right where we were yesterday, but down a dollar. Uh, silver's at $14.32. It's down $0.07. Cents. By the way, big move in the dollar today. Uh, not because of, of what we're talking about. I guess I could have come out of here, right, and I could have rubbed everybody's noses in and then told you, said, I told you so. Don't need to be some great economist to understand where, where everything's headed. But instead, I want to educate you on what was really important in going back to why it is they got to have all this money in the system. It has nothing to do with money laundering. Money laundering is what Goldman Sachs and Deutsche Bank do. And it's billions and billions of dollars, not 10000 And that was just an arbitrary number they made up. Kind of like 2% inflation. But the game is already over. The role of the U.S. dollar is diminishing. The returns on U.S. dollar-denominated debt will suffer. What does that mean? Well, remember what U.S. dollar-denominated debt, Wall Street, right? That's dollar-denominated debt. Obviously, bonds, treasury bonds, your local and state. Uh, municipal bonds, all the bonds that are in your pension funds, all the bonds that are in your annuities and your life insurance, right? It's all the same. They're going to suffer. Then I think you'll see the emergence of other currencies. He declined to identify which ones saying that was too big of a topic to get into. And he said that money used to get you gold. It was a a breakdown. It was a default, right? Talking about 1971 when we went off of the gold standard. And, and he started speculating, of course, why did he speculate about gold? I don't know. Dalio wouldn't say, and he didn't want to get into it at that interview. But my hypothesis that I've been forming now for a while, 
is that the Chinese, along with others, are getting ready to launch a global currency backed by gold. That's my thought. I don't know. I do know this. And and you need to understand where we're at. If he's right, and it's 1937, the next several years are going to be very ugly. I don't know that there's another world war this time around. Right? Are we going <laughs> to get into a war with the Chinese? Maybe. I don't know. But assuming that there isn't, I think the the 19, well, the 2020s, remember the 1920s were the roaring 20s? It's going to be a whole different kind of roar. We can be reasonably certain that Chinese government officials approaching middle age have been heavily westernized through their education. By the way, this is an article uh, by Alistair McLean. He's from the Von Mises Institute. Brilliant thinker. Nowhere is this likely to matter more than in the fields of finance and economics. Right? We, we wanted to give this to the world. However, something very clear has emerged. Well, the Chinese understand finance and economics. They have a much different point of view when it comes to currency. And, of course, we know the Chinese are major buyers of gold. Now people are starting to speculate, does China have enough gold to launch a gold-backed currency? And I think that is a fascinating question. Because I want you to know, 20 years ago, China really didn't import any gold. None. Zero. It's now the largest gold importer in the world. And they said that the China's all-out gold policy is plain to see. China invests heavily in gold mining and is now the largest national miner of gold by far. Right? We talk about that all the time. Chinese gold government refiners are importing gold and silver, and they do so, well, let's just say this, all of them in the standard bars that can be, what, used as reserves, standard bars that can be used to be traded in, right? It's not like our men, if you want to believe our mint officials, the gold that we have at Fort Knox, at least the majority of it, does not meet the standard. We're going to see if they do have enough gold when we return. 
Uh, gold's down like 60 cents. Uh, 1224 and change. Silver, 1431. The Dow is down 420. Uh, the s and is down 33. The NASDAQ's down 66. Crude oil, another beating in the corner. Not a good sign. Uh, down to you got down into the fifty threes right now about fifty four bucks uh, again kind of telling the slow listen it's already here but let, let's set all of that aside how much gold does China have the people at von Misses have taken a shot here's what they believe could be. Starting in 2002, China allowed the public to buy gold and promoted it widely on state-run media. Now, they get into some technical stuff. I won't get into it because I don't have the time. But they said that China could have accumulated 15,000 metric tons to date we have approximately 8,000 tons uh, of which again if you want to believe the men officials isn't even the industry standard in other words when they took the gold from us in 33 they melted it down but left all the impurities in it allegedly so essentially China could according to Von Misses have about double the amount of gold that we do. And we know this. They haven't relented. Right? China's gold buying, it hasn't stopped. It only seems to be gathering momentum. Now, again, is this going to happen tomorrow? No, but it, of course, listen, it's been going on now from 2002. They went from no gold to we, we're not sure, right? We're, they're speculating 15,000 metric tons. We know that they're consuming now 1,500 metric tons a year. Now, how much of that is does the government have versus the people? We don't know. But just on, uh, you know, gold shipments, coming in and out of Shanghai. We know those things. I think we're on the clock. In other words, the debt cycle that is, I told you, just started. If you don't believe me, believe Ray Dalio. He's a billionaire. How about Larry Fink, I don't really follow Larry because like, he's, he's puffery, he comes out on TV and misleads. But even he, listen, they all know the dollar's going to zero. If you own gold, it's going to keep you whole. Like I said, in 1933, if you had $150, you had 720s and a 10 in gold. Today it's worth 10 grand. All right, what is the 150 bucks? 150 bucks doesn't even equal you going to Walmart and buying groceries anymore. Right, that's not even a week's worth of groceries at my house. I'd rather I'd rather have the gold than the 150 bucks.
800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. One more show before the end of the week.